I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's an MCSE. He's been with Tab for many years and comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out. There's uh, two lines open for you guys. And we usually start off with some technology news, as uh, is usual and customary. And there's a couple things out there that you might have seen in the in the mainstream news. Talking about One of them is the privacy Everyone's all breathless about uh, Congress saying, you know what, we're not going to uh, enact those uh, FCC rules that say that the, uh, the Internet service providers can sell your information. And uh, it just seems, obviously, none of us, nobody, I can't see, know anybody that loves their Internet service provider, right? They're pretty much that, that's that bill you, you write every month. You're not happy to do it. And now for anybody to say, well, now they can sell your information and not have any issues. Again, they've been able to do this forever, by the way. <laughs> um, now, you know, the Congress, why, how could they do this? How could they allow the internet service providers to do this? And um, trying to come in from just kind of a neutral point of view, Google, Facebook, all these other sites have been doing it forever. I mean, they've been, re- Google, Google reads your mail. Anybody's got your free Gmail account. How do you think, why do you think it's free guys? They'll read your information. Oh, Bob likes fishing. I think I'll send them some information about phishing. Uh, it basically, these sites have been doing it forever. And I, I, frankly, if you think you're private on the internet, you're a dingling, really. Um, everyone's tracking everything. Oh, and guess what? When you purchase that thing on Amazon, your credit card company shares that data as well. Whether it's Visa, Mastercard, and I guess American Express has the leg up because they are the they are the issuers, whereas Visa, and Mastercard use third parties, but. That information is sold. Uh, heck, if you go to a, a physician, and if you go to the physician's office and he's using a free a free EHR system, a health health medical record system, the reason it's free, guess why? Because you're the commodity. Correct. So basically the EHR software is saying, hey, Dr. So-and-so, I see Bob has got a, an issue here. Let's, uh, let's sell him some drugs. And they actually mark it while you're in the chair or you're on the table, whatever it is. It's why it's free. So they're selling the data back to the the uh, uh, drug companies to say, oh, folks have these issues. Let's try to sell them some stuff. That's why it's free. So it just seems kind of, you know, we're all breathless about this. You know, all oh, the internet providers can now sell your information. Guys, if you really cared, you would have started earlier with, the credit card company's not doing it, and you can just keep going. I can give you example after. Heck, when you go to Stop and Shop and you give them their frequent your frequent card there, whatever that's called, the rewards card, where they sell the milk cheaper to you because you tell them who you are buying the milk. 
What do you and think they, know they do exactly that? how much you bought all year. Yeah. And they reward you with a free turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're checking out to see what you are purchasing. Why do you, how do you think BJ's and Costco work? You, you, you cannot buy anything in there without your card. They want to know who's buying what. And they sell the information back to yeah, you. And they make you pay. To give them the information. <laughs> so that they can sell your information. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, it sounds creepy that, you know, the internet service providers might know where you're, you know, where you're surfing or what you're searching. Um, but really, if you cared that much, you would have been up in arms about some of the other examples I gave you that's been going on forever. Again, I'm not advocating for the fact that these guys have our data and they should be selling it. My point is, it's really not a story. <laughs> and then those of you who have Alexa or Google inside your homes, I mean... Same Big Brother thing. is listening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put on your tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, your privacy on the internet pretty much is doesn't exist. Period. Again, there's ways around it. So I should give you the full story. If you wanted to try to surf more privately, you could use a VPN service. Right. A VPN is a virtual private network. Your surfing would be done through an encrypted tunnel to a, a service. Now, believe it or not, the VPN service has your data. <laughs> they know where you're going. Um, and if law enforcement wants to find out where you were surfing, they can actually send a subpoena to that company and say, hey, where were you going? So you can feel safer, quote unquote. Now, I've even seen stories where they talk about the Tor network. And to talk about the Tor network is talking about the dark web. And if you start surfing on the dark web to stay away from the light web, you're just making, you're just shooting yourself in the foot as far as I'm concerned because you want to keep away from the dark web. It is not a nice place to surf. It's like the dark side of the force. <clears throat> yeah. That's where the evil lives. So don't do that if you read these stories that are out there saying, here's how you can hide yourself from surfing. <laughs> don't go to the dark web, please. I beg, <clears throat> I beg you. In other news, <clears throat> excuse me, in other news, Apple on the, in the iCloud there's there's been these threats from the this is a London based group called the Turkish Crime Family. I kind of made fun of it last time we were on where they were looking for they supposedly have millions of iCloud accounts. These are Apple accounts. 800 million, I believe. Now it's up to 800 million. <laughs> and they were threatening for $150,000. That was very, you know, not very inspirational there. I mean, 150 grand is all they wanted. They were saying, hey, Apple, pay us 150 grand or we're going to wipe, back then, it was a couple hundred million accounts. And, and then people kind of laughed at them, obviously. Come on, ha, ha, ha. Apple said, hey, we're not compromised. And they're not. And then more information came out. This is an, uh, a ZDNet story. And this is from March 28th. Um, they, the Turkish crime family gave a bunch of Apple iCloud accounts to these folks at CNET and ZDNet, and had them test it. And guess what? Their credentials worked. So they do have access to accounts. question is how many. And what's happening is, on April 7th, if Apple doesn't pay this quote-unquote ransom of now, I think it's up to maybe, I think it's been a little more inspired, and maybe I think it's like a million dollars. I don't know. The, the, the story keeps changing um, as far as what they want. And that's what kind of makes it less and less credible. But if they haven't paid up by April 7th, they're going to go ahead and wipe your iCloud account and your iPhone. Good. Well, <laughs> what do you mean good? <laughs> That's not good. I'm not. Well, 
From a business standpoint for Tab, it wouldn't be so good. But for from from my personal standpoint, I really don't care. <laughs> Bob just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of care for you guys. I don't keep my life on my iPhone or my computer. No, you don't. Okay, so personally you don't care. But as far as a technological thing, it's a bad, it's a bad news right. thing. So here's the reason these guys supposedly have the ability to do this. You want to know why they can do this, guys? Because you're dinglings when it comes to passwords. You use the same password on multiple sites. So the only reason the Turkish crime family has access to this information is because places like Yahoo, LinkedIn have been compromised and usernames and passwords were released. In one case, billion, I think it was 1 billion at Yahoo uh, that were released. And people then use the same password for their iCloud account. And all these guys have done is said, oh, I see, you know, Jane Smith, over here at LinkedIn, used one, two, three, four, five. So I wonder if I can find Jane Smith on the iCloud. I can. There she is, and I see if her password is one, two, three. Oh, it is one, two, three, four, five. Wonderful. So or they password or yeah, password whatever. one. Yeah. Um, I got homework for our listeners. Yeah. Go to Google and Google most common passwords. I know. And see if you're using one of those. Yeah, don't do it. So <laughs> don't we, use them. But <laughs> right. So we'll we'll see what happens with this story. If if on April seventh a bunch of folks' iPhones get wiped, I feel sorry for you. I mean, I'm, Bob Bob doesn't mind, but I feel bad for you. And if you want to protect yourself, right now change your password and add two factor authentication. If you add the two factor authentication, the Turkish crime family can't get you. I'm just doing. I'm trying to do you a public service to protect you from this. Of course, Apple tells you they're not compromised, and you're, they're not. And don't use one of the passwords on the most common password <laughs> password list. Right. But Apple says they're not compromised, and what they're kind of saying is, if this does occur and people lose their their data, they're kind of giving you that you're holding it wrong story. Remember that story where you couldn't use the phone because of bad reception because the the way they had the antenna in there and that people were telling Apple was telling people you're holding it wrong. Yeah. Well, in this case, you're using the tool wrong. Apple's going to say, hey, just like Bob said he didn't care, they don't really care either. I mean, if you're going to be a dingling and use the same password everywhere and the password's password, it's really not Apple's fault. I would contend, though, that they do lull Apple users into a false sense of security because you're even probably as Apple user right now even thinking to yourself, ah, Eric, they're not going to do anything. I'm safe. I'm running an Apple device. I mean, I'm not going to lose my data, am I? Well, I hope you're not. And I hope this whole story is is uh, for naught and nothing occurs. But again, the, I'm going to put this news article out here. Take a look at it. Read it for yourself. You can see the whole history of this thing going on with the Turkish crime family. And um, if all it does is allow you to think about being more secure on your system, on your device, and you go do the two-factor like I'm suggesting, that's all better off for you. So take a look at that. Anything else you want to bring up, Bob? Well, we have to go to a break probably. Let's go to a quick break. We have a couple uh, lines open, and we'll talk some more news later as well. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, Bob and Terry. I'm sorry, Rob and Terry. Hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around. Feel free to get online. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Also, everything is posted live by Mike G., to computertalkwithtab.com. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Rob first. Hey, Rob, what's up? 
Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, have a, well, I have a problem. Why else would I be calling, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> just to say hi. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We don't get too many calls to just to say hi, but <laughs> we'll take them, too. Okay. I, I have a, a refurbished PC I purchased a couple of years ago. All right. And last week, uh, by accident, of course, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to restore the computer just back a day or two, and I actually went back to the <clears throat> beginning of time. Wow. Yeah. And the the uh, Windows product, product key number, uh, when I input it, it said it may be invalid. Mm. So, uh, and then uh, Wednesday night, a window popped up and you said, it said you have like 27 days to, you know. Activate. Right. Otherwise, you know, oops. Yeah. So I was able to, you know, still go on the internet. I went on the Microsoft website. Yeah. Spoke with someone on Thursday. Yeah. Who corrected that problem. Last night, I said, well, let me turn off the PC. Mm -hmm. And it's been stuck on uh, installing update 166 of 206. Uh, Before it shuts down? Right. Yeah, just sitting there? Yeah, well, actually, uh, yeah, I mean, the little mouse circle, you know, was frozen. Yeah. uh, And I haven't looked at the machine, and now I just stepped in front of it, and I see the little circle is, you know, rotating or whatever. Yeah, is it still on 166? Yeah, and and the little couple of little dots after two zero six is moving. Mm-hmm. How many how many hours do you think it's been sitting there, Rob? Oh, since about uh, ten o'clock last night. Give it more time. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you to boot it. I was going to tell you to reboot it, but Bob thinks you can give it a little more time. Well, it's got a long way to go on these updates. What kind of internet service do you have there, Rob? Is it DSL? It's, it's not the speed yes. of the uh, downloads. No, no, no. There's a. Uh, KB, uh, one of the ones that got installed, mm-hmm. okay, is actually hurting you. But there's really nothing you can do with it until it, like, finishes. Really? So you got to let it finish, and it could take, like, 48 hours. Oh, gotcha. And oh, then you got to okay. uninstall that KB article. I don't remember no, which one No, you know what? It you remind me of what it is, because we talk about the Mississippi Leghound there on uh, yeah. uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. you got to just let it finish. So that's what you're doing, Rob. Let it finish. Okay, but how do I know which KB to uninstall? You can't. Just let it go. What what Bob is saying is that the update has got his problem. It's a known issue because Bob's seen it before. And you're stuck waiting until it finally gets past that that update. Now, if it doesn't – I would contend that if you you go and look at the same time tomorrow and it's still there, I would say it's locked up and you need to reboot. Okay, even though it says please do not power off or unplug – Correct, because you know you can't just have it sit there. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to start over again. Yeah, you and you'll be right back where you started. Oh, right. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh dear. Let's hope that's. I mean, or or it'll just move forward after you do the reboot because it could just be it's it could be frozen and you're done. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, and that's not April Fools, no. We can't do any April Fools things at all. Period. We're not even supposed to mention the yeah, word. The word. The word is is, is banned. <laughs> Right, guys. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate your help as always. Yeah, all right, you're you're well. You're welcome, Rob. He all broke right. our censorship. <laughs> I know we were, we're going to do so good today. <laughs> all right. I mean, people are waking up this morning and finding a UConn lost. They're probably saying that's an April Fool's, but it's not. Sadly, let's go on to uh, Terry in Southington. Hey, Terry. Good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? Aren't computers fun? Oh yes, we love them. <laughs> They're so I much turn, fun. Every time I turn one on, I tell folks like, first thing I see is six 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 written right across the screen. <laughs> uh, I, I hear you. I have a question. Um, I'm looking at a new computer, laptop, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you go into their, their website, like HP or Dell, just looking at it, yeah, 
you get information and customize it. But then it comes up saying um, you need to buy Microsoft Office Home and Business or Adobe Acrobat mm-hmm. standard. Otherwise, you can't get emails. You can't do PDF files. Now, all my prior computers used to have stuff loaded that I could get my emails and no problems. But right. do you have to get all this stuff now to, to get that information? Or mm. is that something above and beyond? They're trying to sell you something. Okay. So if you want to um, read PDFs, you you can download the free Acrobat PDF reader. Okay. And that's available everywhere. So okay. that you'll need to purchase. If you want to edit PDFs, you'll need to buy the full-blown Adobe Acrobat. Okay. Uh, and that can be expensive. Okay. As far as you know, getting email... Depending on where your email box is located, you know the the built-in operating system will have um, Windows Live Mail, right, Bob? On Windows Ten, uh, Windows Mail, yeah, Windows something, Windows Mail. They keep okay. changing the name. Yeah, we Hard we use Outlook up. a lot on, for our clients, um, okay. which would come with Office if you purchased it. But okay. but there is usually a a uh, mail client, and there's other third-party mail clients you can get for free. Oh, okay. So I wasn't you, sure. Yeah. Terms of that, yeah, I mean, Microsoft Office seems usually comes with it uh, many times and stuff. And they say you can either rent it for a year at a time, or you know, right. or you can buy the whole thing out and get the cost. But it, it was just kind of a little bit confusing. And the people I talked to at the computer places, yeah, they just want to sell you everything. <laughs> yeah, of course, and they want to rent it to you because obviously they'll make a whole lot more money more renting money. it to you forever than they yeah. would if you just buy it. So again, with our customers and our clients, I can't, in good conscience, look them in the eye and tell them to rent. Office 365 for the rest of their lives. Gotcha. I just can't do it. I'd rather have them spend IT dollars something somewhere else than yep. to, to rent it from Microsoft. So I'd tell you to buy the software because who wants to keep learning a new flavor of software every 20 minutes as Microsoft updates their 365? Yeah, I gotcha. You know, most of our customers that we see will sit with an office suite for five, six years. Yep. And that doesn't harm them at all. They're able okay. to do all the things they need to get done with Office 2010 okay. and, and no issues. Okay. So great. I would buy it, Terry. Okay. Very good. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So Terry's going to go out and get a new computer. Let's go on to our resident groupie, Danny. Hey, Danny. What's up? Hey. Hi, guys. Listen, did you hear what happened to James Comey? Um, <laughs> no. He was at a seminar, and he just happened to mention people were asking him if he's his Twitter or any social media. Yeah. And he said he had an Instagram account with only uh, nine people on it. And that he does uh, use Twitter. He has an account, but doesn't really use it. Uh-huh. So uh, a reporter from Gizmodo that was there. Yep. She took that idea, that information, and she went and she managed to, by going through, um, doing searches for James Cohen, and she found his son's account who was private. But if she clicked on that, it said other people liked. And when she went through that, blah 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 blah. Anyway, she wound up and she got Comey's account. Yeah. On his Instagram and his Twitter, um, and she found that he only liked articles from the New York Times that were about (laughs) James Comey, even even though he had it in the name of some obscure German philosopher that he wrote a paper on back in college. Oh, that was his pen name kind of thing? Yeah, well, yes, that was was his handle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was completely busted, and then all of a sudden on the page it... It popped up. uh, If you're looking for employment with the FBI, go to this number. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So, hey, how about SpaceX? They launched and landed it for the second time. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Recycling, we love it. That's a big shakeup. Boeing and and, um, Lockheed Martin now with uh, their United Launch Alliance Mm because they're getting 300 million a launch. Okay. And SpaceX is charging 82 million. Ooh, there you go. There's a there's a discount. 
Yeah. All right. That's it. Bye. All right, Danny. Bye. <laughs> yeah, SpaceX is doing some great stuff there with the recycled rockets. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, Saving Bob, a taxpayer dollars. Do you want to bring up anything before we go to the bottom of the hour break? Well, the one that I really like is Daedalus. Daedalus, yes. It's an insane real-life flying Iron Man suit. Right. This guy has built his own Iron Man suit. guy from the UK. uh, Yeah. He he, uh, transformed himself into a real Iron Man of sorts. And they have a video that goes with this that's really cool. Kind of looks like when Tony was uh, uh, learning Learning. how to fly. Well, this guy's doing the same sort of thing, so it's kind of interesting. And it's not fake, right? It's not fake. The guy actually has strapped jets to himself. Yeah. Is he married or children? I mean, clearly. Well, it doesn't say whether or not he's ready, but he's got a company. It's called Gravity. (laughs) Okay. Wait a minute. You wouldn't want a company named Gravity when you've got a a suit that defies it. Yeah. Well, he talked to some people. There's uh, some university labs that were doing the same thing. All right. But he decided to kind of go off on his own. All right. Well, good to him. So you got to see this video. We'll put a link up there for you at computertalkwithtab.com. Feel free to get online through the news. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. we got three lines open for you. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online. I feel obligated to update you with my TiVo Bolt debacle, as it's known. And uh, you might remember when last we discussed this three weeks ago, the folks at TiVo were sending me my replacement device and... They always confirmed my address every time I talked to them on the phone about the problems I was having. And then finally they said, you know what? Yeah, we'll send you another device. And for some crazy reason, they sent it to an address that I haven't lived at for over you know, 10 years. It was an old address. I've been a TiVo fan for like forever since they first came out. And of course, they have my old address on file somewhere. And why would they send it there, the old address? I have no idea. But they did. And then I called them after I waited for a week, and they said, oh, it was delivered to the old address. And then then they said they would take care of it. Now, it's been three weeks, just so you know, and I haven't received my bolt yet. (laughs) But just yesterday, excuse me, just yesterday, I got a call from the post office in town, which is bizarre because the device was sent via FedEx. But my local post office said, hey, Mr. Semmel, (laughs) we've got something of yours Okay. Um, so I'm going to be taking a field trip down to the post office and try to pick up my device <laughs> three weeks after it uh, was shipped by the folks. Because I called TiVo a few times asking what was going on with it. And I'd be on hold for like 45 minutes. I don't have time to sit around waiting for them to tell me, we don't know where it is. Because <laughs> they never could tell me where it well, was. Well, they were looking in every closet. you know. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> these guys, again, the funniest thing, and it, it's the, when I talk to these uh, support folks, these support folks are they're young, younger folks, younger, and I, I, I try to joke with them. I'm like, you guys solved the issue of the 12 o'clock flasher, right? The 12 o'clock flasher, if you guys remember, if, you, if you're old enough to know what a VHS tape system is, nobody, but nobody set the clock. It, it just setting the clock was too difficult. And TiVo would call you a 12 o'clock flasher because you couldn't figure out how to set the tape and the clock for the VCR to actually record the Seinfeld episode you wanted to record, right? It was like the most impossible thing to do. And TiVo came out and solved that problem. And now in the year 2017, they don't know how 
to deliver a unit to somebody? <laughs> it's mind-boggling. So I'm not sure what's happening, but when I joke with these kids about the 12, the 12 o'clock last year, it goes right over their heads. They don't even find it funny. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, too, because I'm a little frustrated by this whole thing. But somewhere in my hometown in the post office is my replacement unit that I've been waiting for for over three weeks. And you're, you're sure it's going to work? No, I don't even know. Right. Well, well who knows? Because <laughs> you, you didn't tell us, remember, what the original problem was. Well, the original problem is that it's a four-tuner device and only two tuners work. All right? Four-tuner device, only two tuners work. And, uh, and there was no flash update to fix that. No update to fix that. And uh, they said, no, we'll take it back. And, of course, the moment they said they would take it back, I think I told you as part of the story, they deactivated the system, even though I could use half of it. So <laughs> if, if I had waited for three weeks with no TiVo, it would have been really, really cranky. But I've got a kind of a crippled system that I've been using for the past three weeks as I wait. This is a Christmas present. It's April. <laughs> it's, just, it's April right now. Well, that's what I call good customer service. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But it's. Uh, I actually tried to link in with the uh, president of TiVo. Uh, <laughs> I tried to give him a little a little message as to my issue. He wouldn't link in with me. <laughs> I don't want to hear your complaint. I know, because you can't talk to anybody there. I mean, you're basically... No, we're a technology company. <laughs> yes, no, you can't talk to anybody. I mean, when you get there to the tech support, that's great, but you can't go above anybody. That's it. It's quite a wall. They there. don't have any supervisors. Everybody's <laughs> no, equal. Right, they're all equal. <laughs> Ugh, so I'm, I'm hoping we find the unit this weekend and... I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Let's go on to your calls. And you've got more important issues than I do. Let's go on to Ted in Northfield, Mass. Morning, Ted. Yes, good morning, guys. What can we do for you? I have a question. I, I received an email from Verizon this week that says that they are no longer going to provide Verizon.net email service. Do you guys know if this is true or is this a scam or what's going on here? I don't understand that. I hadn't heard about that. Really? So yeah. have you have you called them directly without using that no, any number they gave you on the email? Um, no, I haven't. I just was uh, going through my emails this morning, and I was just uh, like to talk to you guys before I talk to Verizon. Not that I yeah, don't no. trust them or anything in their customer service. And well, it, you know. it could be a scam, right? They, it could be an email phishing scam that was coming from somebody else, and okay. that's why you never use whatever phone numbers or links that are on those emails. Um, so you would you know, look at your bill and then call support and say, hey, is this true? We can do a quick search, which I'm sure Bob is doing right now, um, to see if uh, they're no longer offering that mail address. I'm in the Verizon forums now, okay. and it says how to keep uh, Verizon.net email address. Oh, so... I don't have it up yet, so yeah. I'm still waiting. Yeah, well, they, they do give me the options here. They said you can uh, have, you have two options. You can keep your Verizon.email address... But you're gonna you're gonna migrate it to AOL Mail. Ooh, AOL. They chose oh, AOL. Verizon bought AOL. They did. Oh, you remember they were gonna buy it, and then they weren't gonna buy it because AOL got hacked. And you I know, thought that was Yahoo. Oh, it was Yahoo. But they did buy uh, AOL because I got that in this. Uh, this maybe other maybe AOL was part of Yahoo. Well, that's that could be. I don't. Is. I don't know that I want to be. I don't. Wouldn't want my extension to be yeah, at, at um, AOL. Period. Yeah, Verizon bought AOL in 2015. Okay. All right. And uh, plans to close a 4.5 billion dollar deal to buy Yahoo this year. Well, they're 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 buying up a lot of mailboxes there, Ted. So. Uh, so what? It's going to do streaming uh, TV uh, shows uh, 
very soon. Yeah. So, yeah, they give you the option to migrate to AOL, or they say the option, too, would be to um, no longer use your current Verizon.net email address and establish an account with a mail provider of your choosing, like Outlook.com or Gmail. Right, right. So they're saying if you don't like the fact that your .net, your Verizon.net is going away, you got to set up your own. And this can happen anytime, guys. We actually talk about this all the time, even with our customers, our clients. It's like you can't assume AT and S and E. What do we use? We see SBCGlobal.net out there all the time. Have you heard of SBC in a while? Snet.net. <laughs> Snet.net is still out there. Um, so these accounts will go away eventually as the uh, providers want to stop supporting them. In this case, Verizon saying, you know, move yep. over to AOL or. Do something else. Okay. Verizon probably looked at the numbers and said, you know, we're not making enough money on this service. Right. Yeah. So do you guys have any recommendations? Is, is Can I just keep this? Do you think that'll be all right? Or? Well, is that your only email? Is, that's your internet. You have Verizon Fios, I assume, right? You have fiber? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I would contend you'd want to stick with at least your, your internet provider. So I don't know that I'd want an AOL ad- address. Um, is there any other option besides that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, like I said, that if like I, I, I'd like to keep my Verizon dot net address yeah. just because I've had it for so long. You know, the the uh, the could the convenience around that is nice, but I, I just don't know what the service is going to be like after that. Yeah, no. So that's the problem, Ted. Don't, uh, they're telling you that that's going away, right? So you you can't keep that, and don't fear that. You know, people are going to find you on the uh, on the old information superhighway just because you're now Ted at something else. Right. Um, so you couldn't find a third-party host. They're they're saying to try Gmail, which I don't. I'm not sure I would recommend that. Um, there are third-party professional mail hosts that are out there. Uh, they're going to uh, move to AOL, but they're going to allow you to keep your uh, email address. They are. So That's you're going to be. That's what it at, says here. But you're going to be at AOL, aren't you? No. Well, if no, they move the domain name to no. the AOL service. According to this, it says that you keep your Verizon.net email address. No. Well, then, you, then what's the problem? Well, that, that's why I was calling. <laughs> you, well, you know, that's why I'm calling. You worried if it was a scam. <laughs> I got you, Ted. I'm you, sorry. No, you, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah. I don't really understand how all that works because I've, I've, I have had this uh, email address for t- 10 years at right. least. Everyone knows you at Verizon. Exactly. If they're saying you can do it, and and it does seem to be true, yep. that you can keep it. So there's no scam going on here. This is all legit. Um, I would follow the instructions as to how to keep the the Verizon.net. Okay. And you'll be fine for now. Well, in theory, you shouldn't have to do anything. But I would back up your emails if you want to keep them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. The migration could go poorly. Yeah, right. Well, I, uh, I do understand how that stuff goes. Okay. But yeah, it looks like it's legitimate, Ted. They're doing they're, that email is legitimate. Okay, thank All right. you guys very much. All right, sir. Yep. Bye bye. But it is definitely a possibility that your your domain, you know, whatever you're at, could could go away. So we recommend to businesses to use your actual domain name. So you're instead of being at AOL or at Yahoo or at Gmail or at whatever it might be, you become you know at your company name domain. I mean, that can change too, obviously. You know, partnerships change, but at least you have control. All right, let's go on to uh, Cheryl in Prospect next. Hey, Cheryl, what's up? Oh, nothing resolved my issues that I was having. Nothing resolved your no. issues. So uh, uh, forgive me. That was with, with my, how everything, when I'm typing along in Microsoft Word 2010, it'll, it'll jump somewhere else in the document and put everything where it shouldn't be. Yeah, so you tried changing the mouse and you tried 
Updating the drivers. Updating the drivers. drivers. Touchscreen. And the touchscreen, and it's still doing it? Yes, it is. Hmm. Wasn't that a pickle? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm typing along, too, and it'll jump, like, out of the home menu into some other menu, and then, you know, I got, and then, of course, I can't move until I go back to the home menu, and... Yeah. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I'm trying to think. I mean, you could have something wrong, obviously, with the the touch interface could be interfering improperly. Like it's assuming you're touching it and nobody's touching it. And that's where you're getting your redirection as far as where the cursor is going. So in Cheryl's case, whatever she's typing, her cursor moves around. She's got an all-in-one touchscreen system, from my recollection, from last week. Yeah. And um, we would contend that it's the all-in-one interface, that touch interface that is going wonky on you because you've tried changing out the, the mouse and you've tried updating the drivers. You may have to bring it in for a service call to, an, uh, to a computer repair shop. Yeah, so it looks like what I'm going to have to do. Be, yeah, because you know an, anything you can control that we offered you to do, I think you've done. Right. Unless you have another idea, Bob. No, but I would just make sure you, that you know you try to get some sort of a limit on how much uh, time they're going to spend on it. So right, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't, don't spend, spend so much. much money that you know you could have bought a new PC. Can you turn off the touch interface on that screen? That's I believe you can. To do. I, I can't. Fix that. I was trying to do that to, t- to turn that off because if I look, because I'm visually impaired and I have to put, look, look really close to the screen. Okay. And it, then, that'll blow it all, blow its mind and move it all over the place, moving from one place to another. I'm sure. What's and the uh, model again, Cheryl? It's a uh, 520 HP 520 1070. Right, we'll see if we can find a way to turn off the touch interface. That's what I was trying to figure, and I couldn't find anything. Well, we can check for you because that might help um, uh, in the long run. So why don't we do a little quick quick searching here for you, Cheryl, and we're going to go to a break, and then we'll come back and see what they tell us, okay? Okie doke. So hang on for a second. Yeah, I've got a solution. So awesome. We're going to post it. We're going to we're going to we'll, we'll let her, we'll let her know. We're going to go to a quick break. We got two lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. So we did some searching, and uh, let's get Cheryl back up here for you. Cheryl, you still there? I'm still here. All right. So we did find a a link that we can post that we did post for you. Okay. That uh, uh, if you go to computertalkwithtab.com, uh-huh. the name of our show, live links, and uh, there's a link there for how to turn off the touchscreen on the 520. Let's see if by turning it off, your mouse stops banging around. All right. Um, if that doesn't work. Then yes, I think you do have to bring it in to get it repaired. And if it's over, let's say three or four years old, don't it's, it's yeah, five years old. It's five years old. You know, you're on the cusp of not bothering to spend any money on this thing. So you can have somebody give you an opinion on it, but don't spend more than a you know hundred bucks to find that out, um, especially in a five year old computer, because I would contend you have about a six year life of a typical computer. Right. Beyond that, it's all gravy. Oh, I know. So. I know. But, I think uh, you're talking about that a lot with every other people, too. You know, don't spend a whole lot of money on it. Yeah, because it's already, I mean, there's so many great um, systems out there now that you can buy that will really be great performers. And if you dropped any money on this thing of any, you know, three or 400 bucks on it, you're, you're more than halfway to a good computer. Oh, I know. So don't do not do that. But right. we'll try that um, link okay. and see if that works for you, Cheryl. Okay, thank you so much. I'll go there and I'll let you know how things work out. All right, that's great. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye. All right, that's a that's a good weird one for you. Let's go on to Bruce in East Hartford next. Hey, Bruce, what's up? Hey, how are you? Doing fine. How uh, are you? 
Good, good. Hey, I'm running a like a four year old uh, HP laptop, All right. and uh, I do have an external monitor hooked to it. And I I chat with some friends around the world, mm-hmm. um, and basically what happens is if I have my camera open on mine, and I would be able to open up French cameras and you know video chat with them. Yeah. Now, if I try and open up more, if my cam is open, I try and open up another, uh, shockwave uh, flash crashes. Ah, did you get an update and of some kind? I have totally uninstalled my Macromedia you know, shockwave file, reloaded it. Yeah. Doesn't change anything. What software are you using to do the um, camera chat? What software is that? I don't know. It's uh, Well, that makes it web- harder. <laughs> a couple websites that you know. That's actually a couple different websites that it happens at. So you're using you're using. So you're not using like Skype or anything like that. No, no. But you're chatting between no. other folks through websites. Right. Yep. And Shockwave is your yeah, conduit through chat rooms. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Chat. And uh, you know, Shockwave keeps keeps crashing. And uh, have you tried doing it through a different browser? What browser are you using now, Bruce? Uh, Firefox. Have you tried doing the same thing through um, Chrome? No, no. Just see if it reacts differently. No. Um, Firefox does have a, a lot of warnings on Shockwave. It blocks it all the time, and you might need an, an update on your Shockwave plugin. You I've, might need to upgrade your uh, Firefox as well. Yeah. Have you done yeah, that? that? Yeah, those those are all updated. Okay. Like I say, I redid Shockwave completely. Okay. Yeah. Try loaded it, rebooted, and put it back on, and uh, try to go to the same sites with Chrome. Yeah. And you know you're going to ask me why, right? But just try it. Um, believe it or not, you could have an issue with Firefox, and some update is is causing the problem. And I just want you to be able to use whatever you're trying to do again. Yeah. So a different tool sometimes works. If it does work on Chrome, maybe clear out the cache on Firefox. There could be something going on there. Um, yeah. If it doesn't work on Chrome. You're back to a shockwave problem, but you've already removed it and put it back in. So you would have to email or reach out to the webmasters of those chat rooms that you're trying to work with to right. see what, if they have any feedback on why the shockwave is blowing right. up. They might have updated something. Right. Um, and then one other issue I'm having when I when I start my computer in the morning. Yeah. Uh, instead of just you know automatically opening on my fancy monitor, the monitor like blinks on and off. Does it finally come on? Uh, it will if I, you know, maybe restart or something like that. It, it's kind of iffy. Sometimes it goes on, sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't, then I have to go back to the, you know, open up the laptop and log in on there and then play around and try and get it. It doesn't seem to be remembering the settings that I have, you know, choice of two monitors and things. Okay, so the second monitor is plugged directly into the laptop as a secondary monitor. Is it a VGA right. connection, HDMI? Do you know? Uh, it's a 15-pin, I forget VGA, so it's the old-style yeah. VGA. Yeah, That's and I little... changed, you know, I yeah. put new cords on from the monitor to the to the laptop and stuff to make sure it wasn't a wiring issue. Okay, so the my contention is the, the monitor is not seeing the, the video output, right. and that's why it's not coming on. And that could be from the side, the laptop side, where it's not able to display it for some reason. It's not turning on that monitor. Yeah, I mean, the monitor goes on, but it, it blinks on and off. Right. And that's the video card again in the in the yeah. uh, laptop causing issues. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm, I'm hoping, because the monitor, if, if it's bad, 
you got to replace it. Have you tried it on another machine? Yep. There's a uh, to turn that uh, extra monitor on and off. There's a key combination, and on the older HPs, it used to be like a function F4 or something like that. All right. So that's true. You might want to look at that, and when it, when if it doesn't come up, then hit that and see if you can get it to work that to f- way to force it to come on. But you said you tried it on another computer, Bruce. The monitor, yep. And that works fine. Yep. Oh, so you know it's your laptop. Yeah, we know it's the laptop now. Then also it could be the video, the onboard video on the laptop could be starting to fail too. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a good possibility. With as old as it is. How old is it? Uh, it's like. Four years old or so, probably. Yeah, so it's not bad. It's again, yeah. it's, it's it's up there near the end of its useful life as a laptop. Right. What about just uh, reloading the operating system completely no, in no. the laptop? That won't do anything for a hardware problem. Right. It'll just waste your your Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that won't change anything. But I would. You could also get a um, a docking station of some kind, so you could circumvent the built-in VGA connection. Well, I, I had a. a, a the, little dock for it yeah and it was doing it started doing it with that so i actually disconnected from that and now it's it's doing the same thing directly from the from the laptop but it never does it when you test the monitor on a different computer right are you sure yep all right because they're having the same it's almost it's like a a four-month-old monitor okay all right. So, but having the same result on the on the laptop with two different interfaces is interesting. Yeah, it shouldn't do that. If uh, I mean, again, the laptop could have an issue. Have you tried a different monitor? Um, no, I didn't. I sold my other one before I got a chance to try it. <laughs> okay. Well, if you get a friend in the neighborhood, that would be a good test to see if the yeah. result comes again. Um, yeah. If it doesn't, then it is the monitor. Yeah. So hope you have a few things to try. All right, Bruce, we got to go. I'll give it a shot. Thanks, right. guys. You're welcome, you sir. You bet. Bye. All right. So hope Bruce has got some things to try on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online yourself, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out. Of course, everything we've talked about so far has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. And if you missed anything on the show, we are podcasted. You can get us from WTIC's website or the Computer Talk site as well. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 